Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Laura Capon. And I'm Paisley Gilmore. And this week we'll be joined by Marianne, who'll share her experiences of navigating relationships as an autistic person. So before we get Marianne on... I need your help, Paisley. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't groan. <laughs> no, be- I just, I'm worried. Okay. I need you to like give me some of your confidence when it comes to dating. So basically I had, um, would you call it an epiphany? Maybe an epiphany over the weekend. Right. And I realised that I just have no confidence with um, men or dating apps. And that's just why I just don't do it because I just feel like there's no point like when people were like are you dating and I feel like well what's the point no one would go out with me and I just Laura. I just hate <laughs> but I just hate it so don't worry I didn't have a big cry it was just an epiphany but I just don't right. know how to like get over that thought of like no one would ever like me so what's the point I don't know if anyone else feels like that I think like I've heard so many of my friends say the same thing and it makes me so sad because you were wonderful every single one of you and I don't know how you can think that about yourself and it makes me really upset but um is it is it the fact that you've had so many negative experiences through apps and during dating that it's made you feel like that yeah and I think like I guess being really honest I think being plus size Mm. like you do I know that I am not a lot of people's cup of tea um, and I feel like, I know it sounds stupid, but I'll look and my friend will have like so many hinge likes and I'll go on and I have like two, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. in, in a good week. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, I can't explain it. Like people will ask me, I'm like, what's the point? No one's ever going to like me because I'm bigger. I hate, I hate that you feel like that. And like, just because other people are getting shit loads of matches doesn't mean the quality of those matches are any good. Like yeah, if that's anything, true, you're guess. weeding out the dickheads. You may only get two, but those two appear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, I mean, you have <laughs> you haven't seen. And then, then when you do, then it's just like, like so. After I had this, I was like, right, go and message some people, and they were like immediate. So I updated all my pictures, I updated my bio, and I put like I was taking all the advice that we've learned from like the love languages expert, and yeah. So I was, so I did all of that, and then I still had the two that like I matched with on a message. They were kind of like immediately like, "Oh, are you a mistress?" You know, immediately went what? like down that route of like, "I know, <laughs> I don't know what vibe I was giving off." <laughs> Not did that. Did you have to prove yourself with a whip? 
<laughs> oh, so they're, they're like it. making it sexual. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And that, you know me. We we know me from this podcast. I'm incredibly vanilla. So then I just then get really like disheartened because then I just feel like, oh, what is the point? But I feel like because you always like put yourself out there and have like to me it seems you have no fear. So I just basically want um, a pep talk. <laughs> Oh, that's so much pressure. No pressure. Um, I don't think you're right. I don't think I do put myself out there and I have no fear. Um, I, I guess that's just how you seem to me. How you represent... I'm, yeah, you're just not telling me. <laughs> I'm sat at home like, nobody fancies me. I hate myself. <laughs> like, we all feel like that, but I'm just projecting something completely differently on the internet, Laura. Don't you realise that's how it is? <laughs> <laughs> I think no. everyone feels unconfident. I think it's it's like that woman who we once referenced. I can't remember her bloody name now, but she said it's just a numbers game. You just got to keep throwing shit at the wall until it sticks. And I know that takes up so much emotional energy and it can be really, really hard. And you might go through phases where you don't want to date because you just can't be asked and you don't feel like you have the confidence. But if you do want to find a partner, you just got to get on with it. And do you, how do you, so with the numbers game thing, how do you, because I feel like I just take every interaction so personally. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, like on Tinder, if you match with someone um, and then I'll go in and they'll have unmatched me like straight away. And like I find that so personal sometimes when that happens because you just think, oh, I don't know. And it's really hard to not take every one of those tiny things. How do you how yeah. do I get over that? No, I totally get that. I've had that before where I've thought I've said something really funny and then someone's unmatched me and I've been like, what? You don't even know me. But then you have to remember exactly. They don't even know you. It's not personal. You're literally like, it's, they call it the gamification or gamification. I don't actually know how to pronounce it of dating because you're not even really seeing people as human beings. They're literally just like profiles on an app. So it, it really isn't personal. And also, you never know what's going on in that person's life. They might have literally just, like, met someone or got, they might have, like, agreed to be exclusive with someone and that's why they're now not replying or, you know, you've got to think, you got no, you don't know them, they don't know you, it's not personal. So maybe in, like, those initial stages, I, like, dehumanise them. That sounds awful. <laughs> dehumanise them, like, a bit so it's not... Because in my head, I like I create this whole like fantasy, but maybe I I don't do that. <laughs> mm, yeah, just don't get don't let your brain get ahead of itself. <laughs> Set yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. what I do. But then again, don't be like me and, and like put your guards up so much that you're never willing to be vulnerable, and then you never get to experience anything. Don't go, go too far my way. I feel like we need a balance of us both of not me just constantly sharing all my problems on the internet and you not sharing your problems with anyone. Like, we just need... we. I know. Perhaps if we had children, they would be the perfect... Oh, <laughs> they would be fit legends. <laughs> um, maybe Marianne can give me some advice as well, actually. I'm sure she can. We're joined today by Marianne, who recently wrote a piece for us at Cosmo after watching Netflix's new dating show, Love on the Spectrum. Marianne spent years in relationships feeling she was unlovable, but recently she finally received confirmation that she is autistic. She's here to share her experiences of dating and navigating relationships. Welcome, Marianne. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for coming and for writing um, the wonderful piece you did for us. 
Um, it's had such good feedback. I was looking on Twitter and so many people, I think, are just like really chuffed that you wrote it. They can really relate to it. Yeah, people have been very nice. <laughs> I had someone like DMing me on Instagram being like, oh, I don't know, this like medium post they'd written about how the show was actually like fine art. And I was like, <laughs> I just blocked them. <laughs> you're like no. no perfect use of the block button there it's well um everyone should go read it it's on the cosmopolitan site but also if you just google um cosmo love on the spectrum you'll find marianne's piece um and we will discuss it later but before that um do you mind telling us because obviously you only received your diagnosis quite recently so yeah. what were your before you did receive your diagnosis what were your kind of relationships and dating experiences like growing up um well I didn't have a lot of them <laughs> I was like you know I I knew I was like bisexual from quite a young age so when I was a young teenager I was kind of like messing about with all of my friends <laughs> and like you know you know what it's like it was like 2000 five um <laughs> the glory days <laughs> the glory days for young bisexuals <laughs> um and then I started dating someone when I was really well I, ha- I had a boyfriend before that but it was less serious and I started dating someone when I was 14 and it was and I we dated until I was 24 so it was like a long oh, time wow yeah <laughs> a decade yeah 14 yeah I was still in my umbro shorts like <laughs> you are still in your umbro yeah. shorts now <laughs> shut up it's a podcast and you can't see <laughs> oh yeah I just didn't really know I didn't know until I was quite a lot older and like as I started to realize the kind of difficulties I was having everything kind of got worse <laughs> okay what kinds of difficulties were you having at the time um Basically, I mean, being autistic like, affects everything. And a big thing is kind of just how you experience, like, or everything, <laughs> like, sounds, smells, like, everything. So, like, I can be quite, you know, before I really understood what was wrong, I could be quite irritable to live with because I just, I'd get so overwhelmed and I wouldn't know why, like, noises would just be, like, painful to experience and stuff. Mm. And obviously that caused, like, a lot of arguments, but... I didn't really know why I was just like (laughs) and just stuff like that like you know quirks I guess (laughs) but with no reason I I can totally understand that and then you get like kind of labeled as like yeah irritable like grumpy when that other person doesn't actually know like how much that is like troubling you yeah and just being like I don't know like autistic people and like especially me like we do express express like love and affection and everything but we're kind of often less likely to like initiate conversation stuff Mm. like I would be very happy just like minding my own business all day doing my own stuff all day and it's hard for me to like think to talk to someone else (laughs) and you know that can be confusing if you don't know why I guess (laughs) I guess it's a bit like the um, we've had love languages on the podcast before yeah and I I guess kind of Paisley do you think stuff like that where like if that's your thing you're perfectly happy but then the other person needs you to like constantly kind of talk to them and like praise them that's going to be difficult yeah especially if they read you not initiating conversation as you not being interested when actually it's yeah like, nah, I'm not not interested I'm just in my own world like yeah like my boyfriend now like he I don't know like I'm very like 
loving and very like giving with my love and very whatever but also especially because I have ADHD and stuff and I work at home I have to just spend the whole day like doing my own thing but now I'm aware of it I make much more of an effort to like have like set time of day that we like hang out (laughs) yeah (laughs) to be honest I think all couples regardless of whether they're autistic or you know should do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) I think we all need a bit more structure to our relationships to be honest yeah so when you would like talk to your friends um because obviously you were with your previous um ex for like 10 years yeah did you kind of feel like oh things were a bit different like did you feel like something was missing for you in a relationship kind of but I honestly think it was just us (laughs) like yeah it's like with my boyfriend now like you know we're like madly in love and very cute and like I don't know, envy inducing. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. You, they're, they're, on Instagram, it's, it's like, is this a joke? They're so cute. <laughs> I can already feel, I can feel the hatred because of just pure, pure jealousy there. <laughs> so I feel like it was more that, I think some of it was that me and my ex were like quite badly matched. We had like very different, you know, the reason we matched well in the first place was because we were, a lot younger and we have really similar interests in like films and comedy and stuff but then when you get older that's not enough and we had very different like I don't know values and ideas about life and stuff but because I'd so convinced myself that I was just like the problem and I was unlovable and whatever it took me a really long time to be like actually we should just break up. (laughs) So do you think thinking you were the problem made you kind of go along go along with it for longer because you were like I'm the one that needs to change kind of thing? Yeah, like, it's the same in friendships, like, you know, I'll be, like, just badly, you know, I just don't vibe with someone, or, like, they're not very flexible in how they communicate with me, or, like, they're not ready to, like, make accommodations for me or whatever, and I just keep thinking, I'm the problem, I need to change, but, like, I just can't, but I want to have friends so badly, I'm like, please, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I can really relate to that, yeah, like that. Yeah. I feel like we need to be more respectful of other people's needs rather than everyone changing to like ah like methods of communication how often we want to talk we kind of expect everyone to act the same way and if they don't we're like well they're the problem like yeah that's fucking nuts yeah <laughs> um but you it made me really sad when you use the um term unlovable there like what made you feel like you were unlovable I mean I guess it's a combination of things like I had like you know a bad relationship with my family and then you know, like I say, I had a lot of fallouts with friends and stuff because especially when I was a lot younger, like people would read my, like, just wanted to hang out on my own at school or like, you know, I didn't want to go to the cinema with other people because they're like, if they talked or something, like it drove me insane and stuff like that. Like people read all of that as like not being a good friend or whatever. And it would confuse them. And they'd like stop speaking to me suddenly. And then like, I don't know, as things went on, things got worse with like arguing with my ex, he would start to say that I was cold or that I was unlovable or like whatever. And I was like, yeah, maybe. Like, <laughs> Yeah, cold is a really, I feel that's a really like mean term. I don't know, yeah. it's, it's quite um, hard hitting. I think um, it's really mean. And I think people use it a lot for like, you know, like when Greta Thunberg started to be really like a big thing, I read a lot of people saying, oh, she's cold, she's whatever. And it's like, she's so passionate she's just passionate in a different way yeah you know it's also (laughs) totally a gendered thing because when do you hear men being described as cold it's because the expectation of women is that they're warm and welcoming and 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when men are like quiet, you're like, oh, there must be something really important going on in there. <laughs> the strong yeah. silent type. <laughs> They're brooding. Yeah, yeah, why can't I be brooding? <laughs> you're <laughs> cold. <laughs> um, did you have an awareness of autism at the time or was it something that you never even kind of considered? Um, I had quite a few autistic friends, which maybe should have been a sign. Because, <laughs> I don't know, I've always been... Like, if I see someone, like, on their own at school or whatever, I just want to, like, talk to them and be friends with them. So quite a lot of my friends were, like, autistic and stuff because obviously a lot of autistic kids in, like, the 90s and whatever were bullied. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I didn't really think about it until, like, 2015 because uh, I'd always worked in, like, bars and stuff, which, like, has its own problems, but I mostly got along fine. And then I got an office job, and it was just horrible. <laughs> Like, I struggled so much with, like, like, you say, like, noises, like, working within other people's, like, schedules, um, like, being told what to do, like, being up early. Like, there was just so much about it that I couldn't do, it and I thought I was, like, failing at just, like, being a person. And then I think I read an article about, like, how it presents, like, differently in women in childhood, and it made so much sense to me. And differently in women than it does from boys and men. Yeah, yeah. Like typically like boys and men, I don't know, you're like, you're generally, your idea of autism is like oriented around like how boys behave, you know, like, you know, really stereotypical stuff like they're into trains or they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, badly behaved or like whatever. Whereas girls like have different really obsessive interests. Like a lot of time it's like stories and books and stuff but also they're kind of um, because of the way that we're socialized generally we'll do a thing called masking, which is like basically copying other people around you. And like, you know, even if what's polite or whatever doesn't come naturally to you, you'll look at your peers and like copy them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it gets hidden quite early. <laughs> oh, what? So girls are more likely to do that because yeah. they're socialized to be polite and like in. That's, that's so, so interesting. interesting yeah <laughs> is that why it takes girls longer in general to get a diagnosis yeah because yeah, we just are more like I say socialized to want to be like amicable and like fit in and like to be liked like you know an autistic boy will be much happier just doing his own thing and he won't think as much about how other people see him whereas girls um, something I read that was really interesting is a lot of like autistic girls will like pick one peer that they want to copy. Like they'll get a best friend and just like imitate how they behave because they think it must be like right. <laughs> yeah. So how did you come to be um, diagnosed? Um, I first went to, because at that point I went to try and get a diagnosis for ADHD um, because that can be like Medicaid and you can get support for it. And I felt like that was the most disruptive thing because I kind of realized that I had that. But they just weren't very helpful. So I kind of like just waited. Like, I, I don't know. My my belief was like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm an adult now. Uh, I don't need to, it's not like I need to tell anyone at school or anything. I can just like get on with my life mm. without a diagnosis. And then a couple of years later, I was working at Dazed and I had all the same problems again. And I just, even though it was a job that I liked and I loved everyone I was working with, I just, really struggled to work in that environment and I was like I need a diagnosis but um it was I was referred and then it was rejected because I wasn't 
a harm to myself and they didn't have the funding if you weren't like in danger that's so sad I left it for a bit and then I got referred by the NHS again and then I'm still kind of going through that process because there's other stuff I need in the NHS but I ended up going private in the end because it was just so long (laughs) was it almost a relief once you had that yeah because I think what's so hard is like I don't know like I really like I went to a psychiatrist last year who said you know why do you want a diagnosis there's not a cure and I was so angry because I was like I don't want a cure like there's a lot about myself that I really like like I'm really like passionate about my interests and stuff I'm really like passionate about like people and animals and like you know I'm I think it's driven me a lot and it's like who I am but you don't other people don't always get that and like in work and stuff and even in just like random person interactions or stuff it's so much more helpful for me if someone knows that and if I do or say something that they think is a bit weird or like I don't respond in the way they want to or I don't look them in the eyes enough they can just go oh that's why and hopefully I can just get on with my day yeah and I guess it's like a part of your identity as well like you want to know that yeah you know it seems that seems awful like why do you want to know there's not a cure like yeah why would I want a cure like I don't yeah like you said I love that you just like listed all the traits that you do like about yourself because I do feel like with autism it's always listed as the negative things yeah yeah like obviously stuff like the sensory stuff like it's obviously stressful like going to like a restaurant or whatever and being able to like hear everything and like being uncomfortable and you know maybe struggling to eat certain foods or like whatever but I think like for me personally so much of the good outweighs the bad like it's so integral to just who I am yeah like you said the passion because I feel like you know that kind of like really passionate about your hobbies and things when you're younger I think that's so sad that like a lot of people lose that when they're older so I actually think that's like such a nice trait to still have yeah and it also means that I end up because I also like I say like it's nice to know for like the community aspect as well because I already I kind of started writing about autism a little bit and like I had a lot of autistic friends and like stuff and it's really hard like knowing why you connect with them but not feeling that you have the right to be like yeah me too (laughs) and then you can connect on a deeper level if you can kind of talk about that stuff together as well yeah so is it like strengthened some of your friendships yeah I mean a lot a few of the girls and stuff I know I don't you know that had already gotten their diagnosis I was already talking to them about it a little bit anyway and then I have other friends like you know one of my friends who's he's not diagnosed but he really thinks he might be and we were like we already connected so much and we connected really strongly on like we're both like really into like theme parks like we're big nerds about like Disneyland and stuff and whenever <laughs> we're together we just like talk for hours about like Disneyland and then he was like yeah I think I might be autistic I was like yeah <laughs> 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 seems likely <laughs> I love that so- you mentioned that you're in a relationship now, but obviously you got together before you received your diagnosis. Yeah. Like, did you talk to him about it from the beginning and be like, oh, I think that I might be an autistic person or? So we got together a few months after I left Dazed. And part of the reason I left Dazed was because I just, like, couldn't really offer me, like, the accommodations I needed and whatever. And I just, you know, left. So at some point, at the start of us dating I think I mentioned it because I just I had so many like communication problems with my ex and it was just like 
stuff like I don't know if we were arguing and I needed to just go and be on my own and like for like a little bit of time and like avoid like having like a meltdown and getting like you know overwhelmed or whatever and he just would not leave me alone he'd just like follow me around not leave me alone and then I'd get more upset and then he'd kind of be quite nasty about the fact that I was so upset and like I just badly wanted to avoid like anything like that really yeah but no he's a very different person to that so I don't think it was really a problem anyway (laughs) yeah so that was not like a a thing that you had to kind of overcome in this relationship because no like there's some like communication stuff I guess I think all people should aim for anyway is like just clarity and like honesty Mm. and like the only kind of disagreements we've had is when I say something and he might like assume that I mean something different because you know he grew up around neurotypical people and like they say the opposite of what they mean all the time yeah (laughs) I'm like no I literally mean the thing I mean if I say I'm happy I'm happy if I say something's annoyed me it's annoyed me like communication is key that's like the one thing we I swear every like episode (laughs) that's what we learn yeah just actually talk to each other (laughs) yeah and how even though someone says something we still don't like you say we still don't believe them it's oh god communicate we are we're all bullshitters. <laughs> um, so what do you think are the most common misconceptions about people diagnosed as autistic and their dating and relationships? I think a common misconception is that, well, first of all, they can't. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Date, you know, like, mm. I was hoping that they would do more with that, with that show, because, like, I don't like I struggle I've never dated casually I can't do it I have so many like weird things and like whatever like you know if I went out with someone casually and they like touched my hair without like warning me or whatever and I start like freaking out or whatever it's a lot to explain to like a complete stranger yeah (laughs) like it's just not for me or like you know I find it really hard to like talk to people if we don't have like the same interests or whatever like I'm really bad at like small talk and stuff there's just a lot that I can't do with casual dating like so I've never done it but you know some people might be able to but a lot of the autistic people I know are in quite long-term like serious relationships because I think it's just I don't know better suited (laughs) (laughs) to how we communicate and exist and whatever um I don't know I think a big misconception like I said before is that we're somehow like cold or like distant or like 
and lovable just because we express things differently. And I also think it's a misconception in which they, like in the show, they only had autistic people date other autistic people. And like, obviously they can, and you might have a deeper understanding. And like, you know, I know a couple of couples who are like both autistic, but I also just don't think it's necessary. I think all you need is the other person to just be like understanding and ready to like communicate differently, which you should be in a new relationship anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just learning about the other person and yeah. understanding their needs, right? Regardless. Yeah. Like, I think that's the same for everyone. And I think, I don't know, people have this misconception that we're like so much more difficult or like complicated or whatever. It's like everyone has their things, you know, it's like unique to them. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it's more straightforward, the fact that you're upfront and honest, like you say, rather than people that say one thing and they actually mean another (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think so (laughs) um how else do you think I loved one thing um that you wrote in the piece for um love on the spectrum and you said how they kind of I can never another word I can't say infant your pacey help me out you know like when you infant oh infantilize yeah there we go yeah Um, <laughs> Thank you. She also can't do fetishized. They're quite similar. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, you said that they do that to people on the show, like people watching. Can you kind of explain that for anyone that hasn't read the piece? Yeah, like I think that when people like see, it's the same with anyone with um, like autism, like a disability, but same with people with like, well, it can be, it's complicated. But yeah, it's the same with people with like disability and stuff or people with like Down syndrome or whatever. Like, people will watch them on TV and they think that the nicest thing to do is to go like, Oh, how cute, how precious, like little baby. And like, they're like a dog and it's like, they're an adult. Like, you know, (laughs) yeah, that's a fully grown man. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking weird. Like, I don't know. Like so many people were like making memes. Like Michael is so pure. And it's like, Michael is 30 years old. Like I don't, and I found (laughs) it like, I find it with myself like I don't know like people I like and get along with as like adults like ever since I got my diagnosis like I don't know someone messaged me the day and she was being nice but like I said something I can't remember what it was I posted that like I would give away like a couple of my zines for free to like fallout boy fans who didn't have any money or whatever and she messaged me and she was like you're so cute and pure and I was like Uh... I'm an adult I've done sex (laughs) 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 like I don't know. And she never spoke to me like that before. And it just felt a little bit like, is this because of that? I don't know. Like people being like, you're so precious. It's like, no one ever talked to me like that before. Is that like, is that, a th- is it because they're, I'm, like, I'm trying to understand why people act like that. Is it because they're assuming you're vulnerable in some way or like you need, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I think, I think it's partly vulnerability, especially when it comes to people with just disabilities generally. But I think it's also like autistic people are like, everything is quite like raw and like exposed. Like for me personally, I am quite vulnerable, I guess. And just that like my feelings are so like at the surface, like how much I like love things is very like at the surface. Like, you know, sometimes people will say that they really like how like unashamed I am about like the stuff I love or whatever. And like, that's nice. It's a nice compliment, but I think it feeds into that. Like, I think it's Mm. considered quite like childish to just like purely like love and enjoy things. Mm. which is a shame that's really sad isn't it that in adulthood we expect people to be less into the stuff yeah. they love like what yeah or like less excited like I don't know if I go like out and about of a day like anywhere like 
I'm really excited and I think it's cool. And like, I'm excited to see like flowers or if there's a fucking, I went to like Crystal Palace party yesterday and saw a big rat and I was like, (laughs) 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 buzzing that you've seen a rat. I was buzzing on my big rat, but like, (laughs) but it's cool. I like it. And it doesn't make me like a child. It just means that I get a lot of joy out of like nothing. (laughs) No, I think that's, I always remember, um, I used to work with someone called Susie and she wrote, um, she ended up writing some books and she always wanted to write um, like young adult. She hated that it was called young adult anyway, because yeah. she just said like that age, they she loved that they were so, pa- like if you love something, you love it and you're so yeah. into it. And she said it was so sad that we, that we lose that. Um, so I'm with you. I feel like I actually find that like quite attractive if you're like really into your interests yeah. and have a passion. But like that's, you know, that's why me and my boyfriend now get along so well, because he really likes that. Like, I don't know, like we went to like Disneyland and like, it's not just going to Disneyland. It's like me, like being like, here's all the facts of like this ride. And it was built in like whatever. And like, did you know, like whatever. And like, he really likes it because it's, um, he's 30. Like a lot of people that he knows have been beaten down by life. (laughs) It's nice to have be around people who are like stoked on stuff. And like, I feel the same way, like, I love meeting people who are passionate and know a lot about things that I don't know about or I don't care about, and they can just, like, tell me about it. I think it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to talk afterwards, because I went to Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, my and God. We need to talk about the snacks there. Oh, um, my God. I was <laughs> meant to go in March. I was meant to go to Disneyland oh. and Disney Sea, and I it obviously oh. was cancelled. Devastated. <laughs> oh maybe we won't then we'll, we'll, we'll save that <laughs> no I, I i rescheduled so we have to know what to look forward to, <laughs> to expect um oh, she loved it <laughs> would you have any advice for um other autistic people who are struggling with dating i don't know i mean i guess i would say like not to compromise or settle like you don't have to like date someone who's shitty to you or who sees like your autism as like a hindrance I don't know I feel like I feel like so lucky to have found someone who like you know sees it for what it is like something that causes me problems sometimes but it's generally like completely it's it's completely like a different neurology like your brain is completely different it has everything to do with every aspect of who you are like you need to date people who like appreciate that and understand it and like you can't set off people who are just like act as if it's like some she like extra bit <laughs> they yeah, or like a problem yeah but I don't know I feel like it's like they tolerate of, it rather yeah than... I don't know I feel like people who want to date someone who's autistic need not need more advice but need to like just know that I don't know autistic people are great and <laughs> they just need to be patient and like find out you know what's best for them communication wise and what's best you know some people like I say like people have issues with like sounds and smells and stuff so obviously like certain things in like sex can be more complicated for an autistic person like you just have to find out what someone's limits are and like what they actually like and how to speak to them and which is should be basic anyway but (laughs) (laughs) yes it should I guess also like assuming not all autistic people experience it that stuff in the same way yeah everyone is very different like I don't know like I don't mind going to gigs for example because like how much I like you know there's a lot of stuff I struggle with but how much I like the band that's playing outweighs how painful the other stuff is whereas someone else it might just be hell 
and they just mm. can't even enter that kind of space like everyone's completely different yeah a lot of dating is around like gigs and restaurants and drinking and lab yeah. spaces so like yeah <laughs> yeah need, yeah just have a chat about what works better I guess yeah that's the thing as well like, if you meet someone who's autistic and you like them just say like where do you want to go out you know do you want to go to this bar or would you rather go to like the park or do you have like a preferred environment that won't drive you insane and like it's not that like hard no. really <laughs> um and do you think it's something as well like obviously it sucks you're in a relationship now but if you were kind of de- do you think it's something like would you want to put that you were an autistic person in your in your bio or is it something that like you don't want it to define you um I don't mind if it defines me because it just it just literally does I guess like mm. it's hard because yeah I'd probably put it in my bio like it's, it's in like my twitter bio because I'm like I just can't be bothered to engage with anyone who wouldn't want to speak to me if they knew if that makes sense like yeah, if it's, I the get co- that. it's the same as being like by or whatever like if it's something that someone would find out on a second date and then have issue with I wouldn't want to have gone out with them in the first place you use it to weed out the dickheads you mean yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) put like everything about you and just see who comes up I mean I don't know that I would like use apps and stuff anyway like I'm just I've only ever really dated or whatever like people that I met anyway or met through like you know like my boyfriend now actually I met him because he followed me on Twitter and like came to see me DJ so he already knew who I was he knew what I was interested in like there was like not that much to explain really yeah he was pursuing you wasn't he yes, I realized that <laughs> <laughs> yeah after we all left the club I got like a follow on Instagram like <laughs> oh that's classic yeah <laughs> I know we have kind of bitched about the show a bit, but was there anything that you thought was good about it? Like, is there any representation in it that you're like, that was positive? I don't know. I like all the people. So I liked when they got given the chance to like, just be themselves. Like I liked watching people just like, I don't know. It's hard because I, I liked watching people like on dates and stuff and talking about what they enjoy and like just hanging out and stuff and then just being themselves but then they would be like I don't know like someone would just be being themselves and then either like the way they were filming it would be trying to emphasize the awkwardness of it or Mm. a therapist or whoever would be like oh you know you need to talk about your interests less on a date or like a parent would be like oh like he's our little weirdo and it was just like everyone else (laughs) needs to shut the fuck up and just let these people like (laughs) be who they are like I just wanted to watch them I guess like there was a girl like a bisexual girl who went on like a date with another girl like they went like sunflower picking and it was really cute and like nice just to see them having a good time and I would have liked to see more of that yeah any bi representation I watched that <laughs> and I was like yes girls <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it Laura I haven't or did Marianne's piece put you I won't lie it, it kind of did it's like I don't know if it is the same, but it's like stuff like the Undateables. I just don't like oh, watching. Yeah, I hate it. Well, it feels... the name of the Undateables is just horrible. Yeah. The whole concept, isn't it? And also as a neurotypical person watching that, it feels voyeuristic. Yeah. If, mm. And like obviously reading your piece, like a lot of people, I must say, said to me before I'd read your piece, oh, I loved that show, Neurotypical <laughs> People. I love that show. Like you said, yeah. they're all so cute. And then I was kind of like, I don't know. The idea that there's loads of people watching that thinking that 
and it's probably made by neurotypicals i assume the people yeah, who so. are making the show so it's you i think did you say it's made with, through the neurotypical gaze yeah and that makes it a bit mm. yeah because I, I think obviously as neurotypical people you can watch stuff by and about autistic people and read stuff by and like if it's for the purpose of like I don't know, for example, like I follow and know quite a lot of sex workers. I read a lot about sex work because I think it's important to know about mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't do sex work. It's important for me to understand it properly. And like, obviously that's fine, but you should always be reading and consuming it kind of from that person's perspective. Yeah. It's also like if they flipped it and made like <laughs> a dating <laughs> one with, <laughs> yeah, and we're all just at mini golf, just... <laughs> so boring i know but also like everyone's birthday would look awkward that was what's so weird to me like the amp yeah. and it was like but any if you filmed anyone's and took away the soundtrack and like whatever like mm. and imagine like interviewing people's parents as well on some day oh. about neurotypical people yeah <laughs> first dates are fucking awkward anyway you're right i just think like the assumption that like autistic people have to like completely change who they are and how they communicate in any environment is like insane to me because like sometimes like I don't know like one of the therapists was like talking to one of the autistic boys and like she was like you know conversation needs to be 50 50 you need to do this you need to do that like and it's like does he though like yeah well, <laughs> who's making those rules up conversation yeah should be equal ish but no one sat there with a fucking pie chart being like, You've been speaking for three minutes it's your turn now like that's not how conversation works no not between anyone so it's like exactly you know like I've made a conscious effort also because I'm a girl to like as much as I can like not steamroll and like ask other people about their stuff and like you know I, I'm really careful not to hurt people's feelings and stuff but I'm never gonna like not talk a lot or like not talk about my interests or whatever like I can't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like why should you anyone dating autistic people needs to be like just understanding and patient and like willing to learn on their own time as well so that they don't have to explain everything to them all the time and Mm. just understand all of the good things that come with it like you're getting into a relationship with someone who's probably very like passionate and kind and like open and honest and like all those things are great it just might you know (laughs) come with some road bumps which any relationship does anyway i feel like i've learned so much in this um conversation marianne thank you thank you if people want to find you on the internet and look at your sickeningly adorable pictures, <laughs> where would they find you uh i'm on twitter at marianne underscore eloise and i am on instagram at marianne eloise for the sickening pictures <laughs> gonna be stalking you as soon as this is over <laughs> not just that but also great content (laughs) um great written content as well sorry to reduce you to your cutesy pics oh no Um, that's fine (laughs) well thank you so much thanks mariam amazing thank you i'm just so paranoid every time because i I always say that i really loved (laughs) but i did really love marianne um i thought that was i feel like i kind of learned a lot and there's definitely some things that from that I'm gonna change things that I say or really? assume I've definitely said before like I'll bet they're on the spectrum like I've said like oh, I like know I said that comment. yeah and then I was just thinking that the whole time I was like that's so offensive I can't believe I just said that without even 
yeah. thinking. Um, and I just love that Marianne listed all like the things she loves about herself and especially that thing of like having those passions because that's the thing that I think is really sad that when you're older, you're made to feel like, no, you just go to work and like come yeah. home and watch Coronation Street and go to bed. It's kind of like your your um, hobbies are frivolous almost and like... Yeah, and childish, like definitely yeah. like if you really like something. Um, what, what's wrong with that? So, yeah, I think, I hope a lot of people, um, did we say neurotypical? Is that what yeah. we're saying? Yeah. Uh, kind of came away like me and like thought about their own behaviour in that. Because also just assuming that we're, again the normal like we're yeah. yeah we're the normal ones like why are we the normal ones and it's kind of like we're the normal neurotypicals and everyone else has to fit into our idea of what communication and relationship should be but actually no yeah and from what Marianne was saying like her relationship has much better communication than any of mine have ever had um exactly I think that's really great and the fact that like she said that basically it's people seem don't like the fact that she actually tells the truth Mm -hmm. but how much easier is that rather than just being like i'm fine right if you just said like i'm actually really pissed off with you and this is why yeah that would be so much easier i know it's like communication honestly every time we should get that tattooed oh yeah i've got it mate this Um, brings us to the end of this episode of cosmopolitans all the way with thanks to marianne for joining us and to you for listening if you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas message us on twitter or instagram at cosmopolitan uk cosmopolitans all the way with was recorded by number eight studios remotely and is available to download on all the usual podcast apps even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.